man, I love the drive-in. What's the movie again? This is the house that peed blood. Wait, I thought it was Grizzly 2, the concert. Man, there sure is a lot of thrusting and busting going on around here. Did you see Raimi selling dong bags in the pisser? Oh shit, here he comes. Here comes the spooky! What's going on, chuds and chudettes? Here comes the Spookies back at you with episode 10. Today we talk about what doesn't taste like cranberry sauce and run down the question, why aren't there any more Thanksgiving horror movies? So sit back, relax, tie your buddy to a chair, and make him listen to your second favorite podcast. What's going on, everybody? Here comes the Spookies back. I am your host, Cincinnati Jeff, and with me always is my main man, my best friend, my Garth, the co-host who's never on time, Nachos McWerewolf. How you doing there, Nachos? How you gonna fucking call me out like that in front of everybody, (laughs) jerk? (laughs) Coming to you live from the CNC Fart Factory. (laughs) Ah, first crack. So, how was your Thanksgiving, buddy? Um... Lackluster at best. What'd you do? No, I went with the gal. Do I'm sorry. No, I had an amazing Thanksgiving. I spent time with families and loved ones and all that, and I watched uh, some episodes of The Simpsons. Was there a bird funeral? Oh shit! There was a bird funeral. Yeah, so we show up like the gal, uh, her fucking family like lives in an old abandoned church. Like, there's your fucking slasher movie right there. We show up and it's like, we're gonna bury these two little, uh, like, canaries or something we've had in the freezer for two years. I was like, so the past two years I've been coming here, you've had dead birds (laughs) in your freezer, possibly sharing the same space with a turkey. Right. Or pizzas. Pizzas. And like, you're giving it bad haunted ghost juju? I don't know. So, uh, we went out back and I said a few words. I said, I'm shitting like I hate a ghost. What the fuck? I didn't say that, but <laughs> that's why I'm not big at funerals. Cause when I got something to say, it's like shitting like a ghost. So I said, <laughs> word, words, we got some dead birds. Let's go get a drink. All right. All right. It's sad. Thanks for bringing up a funeral in the middle of the episode. You dick. You're welcome. I, oh, I, did you know the bird? Personally? Yes. It was, uh, my spirit animal. He's my Patronus. He, he was the phone from the Flintstones. Right. <laughs> then you, after you hang up, you just hear him go, Rack! It's a living. It's a living. <laughs> well, mine wasn't too bad, you know. <clears throat> Had a dead bird myself. Uh, some food. People came over. You came over. I did. Did you did eat some, macaroni? Did some drinking. It was a good time. All right, so uh, before we move on to this fantastic fucking episode, we got a couple talking points. Uh, number one, the Simpsons... Uh, came out with their first ever Thanksgiving of Horror episode. Good for you, Simpsons. Uh, which is pretty cool. So I think they're on uh, season 31. Yeah. So it took them that long to finally do it. We watched it. Uh, it was pretty fucking good, man. Fun fact, the Halloween episode was episode 666. It was XXX. 600. I mean, the Halloween special was like, I guess, 30. But it was the 666th episode of the simpsons that was a good this this year's was pretty good but that, that is fucking 600 
Almost, I mean, if we're rounding up, that's almost 700 fucking episodes of The Simpsons, dude. Yeah. That's wild. But just this thing, I'm surprised it took him this long to do it. It was very fucking enjoyable, though. I definitely recommend fucking checking it out if you get a chance. Yeah. It was pretty on point. They had the opening gag with, like, Marge, like, at the, you know, like, at, like, some concert venue with, like, a big curtain behind her. Like, she used to do the old... The old retro intros. Yeah, like, the yeah. old, you know, Treehouse of Horror things. Or it's These like, things are too spooky. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, next up, Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. It's been delayed from March to November 2020. Whatever, take your time, do it right, fix out all the fucking bugs, maybe throw in the gargantuans. Right. Nobody cares. But. Add me some fucking more shit, put in Kamunga. I'd like to see that. Wow. Uh, maybe some fucking I'm, Gigan, Gigan. I'm calling it now. <clears throat> King Kong and Godzilla are going to have to team up to fight Mechagahedra. Or Ghidorah. Mechagodora. <clears throat> yes. Well, from what I understand, that there is going to be a definitive winner and loser in this one. It's not going to be left ambiguous like in the fucking OG one. I got my money on on uh, Godzilla, man. He's the king of the monsters. King of monsters. Not like some fake-ass poser. Oh, I'll throw king in my name. Get your fucking simian ass back to the ape house and go fling some shit around yeah. you. Go fucking, get your fucking shine box. Get your fucking shit box. <laughs> you fucking ape house smelling ass motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, right? He comes pre-equipped with armor. He's covered in fucking scales. He's got a fucking nice long spiky tail, and he breathes fucking atomic fucking breath fire. And legendary up the game by making him a thick boy, so he ain't falling over in the fucking wind. Right. And he's got arms to do shit with, not some little... Can't see me, I'm doing T-Rex little... T-Rex t- hands. Little T-Rex hands, look at him. Or listen to me talk about him. Yeah, I mean... I like Kong the same and shit, you know, he's a big fucking crazy gorilla. I'd say he's probably stronger in mm. terms of brute strength, plus he's got fucking four hands that can do things as opposed to just the two. All right, and rampage. And probably more, you know, probably more agile for sure, but I'd still say that fucking uh, Godzilla takes the cake there. In rampage. Not that fucking movie with the rock, but uh, you know the old arcade game, who'd you pick? Oh, it was always the fucking Godzilla. Always Lizzie. Yeah. And sometimes Ralph. I got nothing against George, but come on, a lizard and a fucking werewolf get real. Right, dude. Get absolutely. Real. Uh, next up, this one I thought was kind of cool. Elizabeth Banks to direct and star in an Invisible Woman movie. Okay, so, um, sure, why not? It's got nothing to do with that new Invisible Man movie that like Universal's putting out. Or the Invisible out. Charlie's Angels. <laughs> but it's... Uh, it happened, but nobody saw it. So, I don't know, did you ever watch... Were you ever a big Invisible Man guy in like, the OG Universal movies? So the third one was the Invisible Woman. It was like more of a comedy like oh. she like worked at like a department store and like put like like an invisible suit on or something like that to like get back at her boss or some shit. No, real talk. I think the only one I saw was Hollow Man and Memoirs of the Invisible Man with Chevy, Chevy Chase. Chase. Was that John Carpenter or was that McGarris? Uh, I might have been. It is Carpenter. Okay, because I remember that one was kind of a flop. But granted, I haven't seen it since I was fucking eight. So I still think it's funny. Maybe you gotta give it a rewatch. But this one's actually gonna be set to be like a horror movie. Okay. Much like the the original ones were meant to be. So Dude, I'm not <clears throat> bagging on fucking like Liz Banks. You know, she's cool, she's in shit. I'm not mad at her. She was no, a, I'm she's Mary and Zach and Mary make a porno. Right? Hey, you wanna fucking bring me more universal monster movies? I'm down, dude. Right, but how many times and I know we spoke of this on the fucking last episode, how many times are we gonna get that dry start of fucking the dark universe. How about don't fucking marvel this shit. Let them do their own thing. Yeah. I mean, what did Gold Gold Toro do? Fucking uh, how to shape fu- of water? How to fuck a how to, how to fuck a fish? How to fuck a swamp thing? 
How I got fucking <clears throat> crabs. I mean, I would love an actual fucking creature. He's my fucking... I, I love him, dude. That's my dude He's my fucking choice. number one for sure. Um, let's see. Other than that, Creepshow gets a second season on Shudder. So they just wrapped uh, right uh, right after Halloween. So You watching any of that? I, I've been waiting. So I watched the first two episodes. Yeah, what you uh, think? And I loved it. So, and I waited for the rest to, to drop so that I could get all into it. I don't want to fucking Mandalorian this goddamn thing. Uh, yeah. So I wanted to watch it all at once, but I'm very excited because I loved what I saw and I've heard great things about it. So I'm did gonna... we talk about it on the last episode? Rob Scrab, the dude that does got the disposable assassin, did this like Nazi werewolf episode. We did not. All right. Well, it's fucking crazy and check that shit out. I'm gonna watch right. every one I haven't oh, seen yet. And of community fame as well. One of Dan Harmon's buddies. Right? I think he voiced Cobra Commander. Uh, let's see. And then last, um, so Nachos and I were talking. Uh, the other day, he brought up a good uh, point that, well, we, we get a lot of as I often do hollow, holiday-themed killers, but there's never really like a definitive Thanksgiving killer. There's no mascot killer. Like Halloween, clearly we have Michael fucking Myers, Jason Voorhees, Friday the 13th, uh, Incest Day, we have Leatherface, you know. Right. You know, we've got... Uh, Arbor Day. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Harry Warden. Oh, yeah, My Bloody Valentine. Um, you know, there's pick pick your Christmas one. Yeah, no shit, dude. <laughs> right? You got Billy fucking Chapman. You got fucking... Uh, Goldberg. Yeah, fucking there's uh, the unnamed killer. I guess he's also named Billy uh, yeah. from the original Black Christmas. Old fucking creep lore. Agnes. Oh, don't, dude. It's me, Billy. You're pretty pink cunt. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you're right. No real good definitive thanksgiving horror icon so i i came up with a small list here all right what you got man uh, let's of, hear the shit uh, thanksgiving movies and we could try to choose an icon from these we've got i got mine home sweet home which was uh starring uh, body by jake body by jake basically who fucking shoots up pcp under his tongue and then like holds these people hostage what the fuck is up with that little mime dude with like he's dressed like some prog rock it's a weird like movie. doctor of Kali Osgro, whatever the shit. Then, like, he has a backpack amper. So, whatever. Fuck that movie. Uh, we got Poultry Geist. Is that Thanksgiving? I think so. Okay, if not, dude, that's a, a very, one of the few musicals I like. Only saw it once and I was high. <laughs> that's uh, a trauma flick. Thanks, Killing. I love Thanksgiving. Killing. Um, nice tits, bitch. Right? On the DVD case, straight up says, tits in the first 15 seconds. You know and, what's not good? Thanksgiving three. Thanksgiving three, the return. I have that on. Yeah, here as I'd well. rather. Or no, watch... sorry, it's Thanksgiving three, the sequel. I'd rather watch my fucking dog get hit by a riding lawnmower than fucking suffer through that dubstep abortion. So then we've got um, uh, a short film uh, called. Oh no, sorry, it's not a short film. Uh, Christy, uh, which is an Oliver Blackburn movie. Uh, it's like on a college campus, but fucking kids are on Thanksgiving break. And Give they, me a year. What year is this? Uh, 2014. And they oh, get shit, uh, okay. terrorized by a cult of killers. Uh, it wasn't too bad. Uh, it's not great, uh, but it wasn't too bad. So uh, that's one you can check out. So there's this movie called The Pilgrim. Do you know anything about this? I don't know anything about that one. Me neither. Moving on. Then there's uh, a short film, 2006 Slasher, which I did find online called just Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, I know Eli Roth made that mock trailer. This one's by Scott Ennis. Ah, oh, man, that sounds kind of familiar. Right? So, uh, basically, it's like a young couple settle down at dinner. Suddenly, they're disturbed by this helpless young woman. They bring her in, and then all of a sudden, turns out she's a fucking psychotic killer. Uh, it was pretty cool. It's not long at all. Uh, I want to say it was like 22 minutes, maybe. Okay. 
Uh, and then finally, uh, the movie of the hour, Blood Rage. A.K.A. Slasher. A.K.A. AKA fucking... Murder uh, at Sunset Shadow Complex. Woods or whatever. And AKA... Which is what we are going to be reviewing today. So what? Out of those eight, which one did you feel would be the definitive? It's Turkey. Gobble, gobble, motherfucker. I mean, what? He he makes a kid eat a fucking ghost turkey. He carves off the sheriff's face and fucks a chick while wearing it. He he deceives his daughter. Or I mean, chicks tricks this chick into thinking he's actually her father. And they have a fucking heart-to-heart conversation over a cup of coffee. A fucking turkey hand puppet with a cut-off face like, Here's what you should do, honey. It's ridiculous. I would love to do that movie on this show at some point. Uh, so when and where was the first time you saw this movie? Well, uh, it's, Blood Rage. It's funny you ask. So if anybody remembers Fear.net. Yes. That was a beautiful thing. Not not like Fear.com. No, fuck that. The fucking movie. This was like a, it was like a channel you could access, I believe, both on the internet plus like through yeah, uh, DirecTV. It was one of those fucking things. So they were bringing treats. And I sat down, and I've always heard about it. This was on, like, my list of the 300 to fucking watch. And I sat down and watched it. I was just like, sort of five years ago. Oh, it was on, people are always talking about it on YouTube and shit. And it was one of those movies that was impossible to find around here and all together. And I thought it was going to be one of those 80s, like, hidden gems kind of thing. And I think the version I watched was one of the many edited down versions. Um, But, uh... Yeah. Yeah. So that's me. How about you, buddy? Uh, similar situation. I had it on a list of movies that I'd heard about but never seen and wanted to get to them eventually at some point in time. So I saw this uh, last year, like when I took my vacation at like Christmas. Yes. Uh, and I sat down and housed a bunch of holiday themed movies like New Year's Evil uh, <laughs> and this one and a couple of other ones. Um, you know, I just wanted to get through. Plus, like, you know, just basically anything that Randy talked about in Scream. Right, so, right. God, um, did he say Blood Rage? No, but he was like, uh, Spider University, Dornwich of Blood, and like, you know, like, all those things. So I was going through, like, the ones that he mentioned as well. You right, girl, you right. I was just, I housed like five or six that week. It was so fun. And this was one of them. Um, this is not on our Hello Nasty list. Hello Nasty! <laughs> um, so, directed by John Grismer. Uh, he also directed Scapel and wrote The Bride. They're like 70s horror movies. Um, I thought he did like Missing an Act. No, I'm fucking tripping, dude. Anyway, whatever. Uh, so Let you... me get some fucking genius juice in there here real quick. Let's meet our casualties, shall we? Let's. So we've got Louise Lasser. She plays Maddie Simmons. <clears throat> she is rough. She was in a... So a lot of these people weren't in... Many movies, uh, just a couple. Um, but Mer- Matt, uh, Louise Lasser, she was in Frankenhooker. Yeah, I think she's the mom. Mm-hmm. Which, good for her. And she was in Requiem for a Dream. No, she's not the mom, is she? I think she's the mom in all these. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Uh, yeah, she is. She's fucking um, 30 Seconds to Mars' is fucking mom. Uh, fuck that fucking, movie. Uh, the Joker's mom. You're gonna... That's not my Joker. I don't want to say his you name. fucking put there's... an egg in your shoe and beat it, you lame No, fuck that movie. How are you going to have a movie about doing drugs and then, like, take all the fun out of it? That'd be like Cheech and Chong up in smoke, but then it's just like, oh, shit, I spent all my money on fucking weed, so we just have to sit in my basement and get high? That's not a good movie. 
And then, that yeah. movie, when I saw it, made me stop doing drugs for a while. Right. I couldn't even do aspirin. Mm-hmm. Except for the fucking Jennifer Connelly butt-to-butt giant rubber dildo oh, scene. Oh, the double dong. Ooh, that's beauty. You know, she does the voice uh, for um, Peter Parker's suit in the uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Dude, so you know what the whole the callback is with that. Um, so, Age of Ultron, Betty Veronica, uh, what was the AI, the assisting AI? It was, it right. was Veronica because Betty Ross, Betty Ross? Because Betty. Betty, okay. So that was the whole thing, Betty and Veronica for that. So that's probably a callback to that. I don't know. Maybe I think I'm it's because she was, she's married to the Vision. Oh, in real life? I believe so. Dude, I would fucking caveman slap her tits around with my ding dong. Uh, real talk. All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, Mark Soper. Uh, he plays both Todd and Terry Simmons. He plays the twins here. With his stupid fucking goblin face. He was in Graveyard Shift 2. No. When the fuck did they make that? It was a made-for-TV movie. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. We've got Marianne Cantor. She plays Dr. Berman. Julie Gordon is Karen. Jane Benson is Julie. James Farrell is Artie. Ed French plays Bill. Yay! Lisa Randall plays Andrea. William Fuller plays Brad King. Gary Lou or Jerry Lou plays Beth. And then last, certainly not least on this list, Ted Ramey plays the condom salesman. Maybe you know him, maybe you don't. For those of you out there that you know thinking that sounds familiar, he was in Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. Ash vs. Evil Dead, Intruder, Maniac Cop 3, Candyman. Here, let me save you some time. Shocker. Anything. And, and the Spider-Man trilogy. Sam Raimi did. Oh, dude, and he's in that movie uh, with Tracy Lords. It's, uh, I think, like, Lunatic, a love story. He's also Joxer the Mighty yes, in Xena and Hercules. Never forget Joxer. Joxer the Mighty, he's really tidy. Roams through the countryside, never has a place to hide. He's Joxer! Joxer the Mighty! That's, like, my life story. I love Daxter. All right, so Wait, this was, movie was, was Bruce Campbell Atalicus. Yeah, he's like the the, the 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 like super thief. Okay, continue. Uh, movie was released in March 1987. Um, yeah, when was it filmed though? Well, we're gonna that. <laughs> that's a, that's a little trivia for you at the end. But it came out in 1987. That was a red letter year for fucking mm. horror movies for sure. You got Hellraiser. Oh shit! Evil Dead Two, Fuck The Lost yes. Boys, mm-hmm. The Gate, eh. Prince of Darkness. Okay. Creepshow 2. Fuck yes. Monster Squad. Oh, I love that motherfucking movie. Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Yeah, that's solid. The Dream Warriors. Dolls. Street Trash. Oh. The Howling 3, The Marsupials. That fucking movie. Return to Horror High. Yeah. The Stepfather. Yeah. Wait, who am I here? The Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. So 1.5. Garbage Day. I mean, that's a good name for a podcast. And Blood Harvest. What about uh Friday 7? Or is that 88? I think it's 88. Yeah, shit gets bonkers with that timeline. Anyway, whatever. Uh, so, how to watch. Uh, so, we've got a couple of ways here. Uh, first up, it's on Amazon Prime. That's sure is. how we watched it. It's a fantastic way to view the film. I watched mine off of Shudder. Oh, look at you. I watched the Joe Bob version, and then I watched the, the regular one. Well, look at you, fancy pantsy. Right, it's a lot less Joe Bobbier. That's fun. This is constantly on Amazon Prime. That's how I saw it a year ago. I don't think it's ever going to go anywhere. Since it like had this resurgence, this is everywhere. Everything on Facebook and 
Twitter and Instagram just... It was blowing up this year. I'm fucking blowing up over here. You can get it on VHS under the Blood Rage title. Uh, 2004 DVD. It was under the Nightmare at Shadow Woods title. And that's one that's heavy, heavily edited. And we're going to talk about it when we get to the, to the trivia, why this has fucking multiple titles. Yes. And then in 2015, Arrow did a Blu-ray containing tons of special features. And it has... All three different cuts of the film. It's pretty much the definitive. So the film came out as Slasher, Nightmare at Shadow Woods, and Blood Rage. And each one has a different cut. The Arrow one, if you just watch their standard Blood Rage, has the full, like, uncut everything. The creme de la creme. Yeah, but it still has the Slasher title card. Yeah, that kind of threw me off. I was like, would you forget what fucking movie this is? Yeah, movie. it is a little weird. So, all right, now we're going to get a horsing around with some maniacs. Yay! Our film opens up in 1974. We're at the drive-in showing the house that cried murder. At the drive-in in my old man's fuckmobile. <laughs> I think that's a fucking pretty good title for a fucking horror movie. Oh, dude, I, real talk, if that was real, I would watch it. I, I actually paused the movie and looked it up. It's not, but I was like, Kind of sounds, sounds like a hammer flick, right? Yeah, it sounds legit. Uh, so as, as soon as you see uh, the the folks driving into the to the uh, driving theater, there you cue the fucking eighties music. I love this music. It's like anytime you get fake eighties synth now, this is what that's trying to sound mm-hmm. like. It's just like a nice little mm-hmm. montage of this douchebag in a purple shirt. Yeah, as ahead. we follow some popcorn eating douchebag <laughs> into the bathroom to buy condoms off a very sketchy Ted Raimi. Uh, you mean Ted Raimi in general? Like to get to his date. I like how he like flashes the fucking like vest open. And they're fucking pinned in there. Just safety pin. This one's called the Baby Maker Deluxe. (laughs) All right, I'm gonna straight up say it. Ted Raimi is dressed like crazy Ralph from Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. Minus the doomsayer shit. He's like dying bags it's like all right trojan my man those are the ones that are on display because then he opens the other side to pull them out of the pocket and then he like fucking reaches down his ass crack and then like pulls out a bunch of rough riders like you know the magician handkerchief (laughs) (laughs) i gotta be honest though like can't beat those fucking 1974 prices because the guy gave him a fucking dollar and he gets like a whole fucking roll of them right it's yeah yep ah the economy right the economy. <laughs> and scene. God, why Beth? <laughs> All right. As the movie rolls on, we see a mom and her date macking in the front seat while her twin boys, Todd and Terry, are asleep in the back. The boys wake up to see mom being loose with her morals, and oh. they decide to sneak off. So, just real quick. Who brings their fucking kids on a fucking date? To a date? fuck fest. Hey, <clears throat> this dude has like a duck hunt season shirt going on. Yeah. Uh, a- apparently, nice like... Nice fucking sweater. You look like the fucking stepdad from the Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, like, apparently, mom does not have spatial awareness. If you're sitting in a car and somebody or anything jostles in the car, you're like... Bloop! You know, like Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. <laughs> Project Metal Beer. Uh, you know, Metal Gear fucking question mark. Blimp! Going on. So, like, you don't hear your two fucking kids that are, like, two feet from you wrestling around and jackassing. I, I don't fucking Open know. Open the fucking door to this rickety-ass right. fucking Start Oldsmobile. Start and the light comes on. I guess mom's fucking half a bottle of wine deep already. <laughs> like, we should be. And some fucking lewds. Right. <laughs> uh, Terry, one of the twins, grabs a hatchet from the back of a truck 
before sneaking up on Johnny Popcorn and his date. Then they're getting it on. He is caught watching the couple, but instead of running off, he introduces Johnny Popcorn's face to his new hatchet, hitting him multiple times in the head as his date is doing her best to get the fuck out of there. And I like how she's like holding him him up up. to get hit more. Right, like, please get off me also. Yeah, hey, if you're going to die, die quicker so I can get the fuck out of here. Get out of here, creep, beat it. Uh, so <laughs> And we get uh, minute five, minute five, 28 second in, get some naked butt. We get it, we, yeah, she, she's got a nice jiggly butt. And if, butt you, if you look hard enough, you can see a boob. Boob. Oh, I think that brings us to our first death. Yes, sir. All right, that chick's kind of beat, but that dude straight up has a hatchet first. <laughs> Oh, also, he hacked him. He hacked him seven times. <laughs> All right. Fucking little juggalo. Right? It's actually a pretty cool scene because you you do see the fucking hatchet, like, go in. Right. And you get, like, this... Giblets. Yeah, this, un, like, this version that we watched, this uncut version, it very much lingers on the after effect of the gore, which I like. You know what wasn't uncut? His face. <laughs> uh, no, I think what it was is little Terry fucking drank some Fago, got all hyped up, and just started going hatchet man on his face. So the screaming from all the murder alerts everyone in the drive-in. That likes to have a good time. Well, mom and said date decide to beat it, but she notices her kids are missing. At the same moment, Terry wipes all the blood onto his brother Todd, hands him the hatchet, and then starts to scream for his mom about how Todd killed this naked dude while Todd just stands there silent, staring while the cops show up to take him away. Follows the old switcheroo. This is like, I love this. It's, I mean, it's thin. Like, the fucking plot here is fucking razor thin because it's like, really, this wouldn't hold up. But what makes me laugh is like, kids fucking do this kind of shit. They like fucking break stuff and they're like, Mom! Nachos did it. Look what he did. No, real talk. Like, anytime me and my brother would get in a fight, like, I'd either try to break something over him, and if that didn't work, then I'd be like, and he fucking broke the lamp. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I fucking, I've I've been blamed and have blamed so many things on fucking siblings. It's like uh, Arrested Development boy fights. Brother fights. There we go. It's usually something you, like, save. It's like in high school, you fucking throw a party with your brother, and then if something gets broke, you don't say anything about it, and then when they get caught, you fucking throw him under the bus yeah. to fucking make your punishment like a little less severe. It's like, yeah, I we had a party, but his friend fucking broke the fucking Fabergé egg over there. Yeah, he fucking drop kicked your cuckoo clock. <laughs> so I thought that it makes me laugh. It's fucking thin. It wouldn't fucking hold up today, but I liked it. Dude, what is with these fucking kids <clears throat> in the late 70s, early 80s slasher movies? Like anytime trauma occurs, they get all catatomic and shit like Angela. Like Corey Felds. Well, Angela was fucked up. Yeah, from the get-go. <laughs> Remind you of somebody? <laughs> so, ten years later, as we flash forward, and Maddie Simmons, the mom, is visiting her son Todd in the insane asylum on Thanksgiving. What car does she roll up in? Uh, what is it, like a gremlin? A brand new Eurosport! Is it? I don't know what the fuck that is. The Volkswagen Scirocco. <laughs> Getting that mileage. Actually, the Volkswagen Scirocco gets amazing gas mileage and comes in an array of colors. Look at these fake leather seats. Won't clack and crack and peel like real leather. Right? Because the Caraco don't crack. Excuse me. And we're back. We learn that Todd has spent the last 10 years here after being found guilty of the murder while Terry is fucking living it up on the outside. Living it up. Maddie meets with Todd's doctor 
and they discussed that Todd is now starting to remember what happened to the drive-in, and that it was in fact Terry that did the killing. I'm glad we get this fucking medical voice over to just like <clears throat> I don't want to hear it's like her notes, like the doctor's notes, right? Because I don't want to hear this fucking <coughs> Woody Allen's second wife. That's right. That's right, Maddie. Whatever the fuck, Lori Lampkin, or no, that's not it. Whatever. Anyway, we get some voiceover, and there you go, hot dog. You're out. All right. So mom is having none of this shit and denies that it cannot be true. But she finally gets to see Todd, and she gives him a slice of pumpkin pie. What does he do with it? Well, while trying to explain to his mother that he is innocent, she also does not believe him, by the way. Uh, This causes Todd to freak out and fucking crush the pie in his fucking hand, like ball it up and fucking squeeze it through his fingers like Play-Doh before throwing it against the wall like a goddamn poop-flinging monkey. Right? Yep. Yep. And that's exactly what it fucking looks like, too. What a fucking piece of shit. Your mom smuggles contraband pie into the fucking loony farm for you to enjoy (laughs) your little holiday. What do you do? You fucking Donkey Kong that shit all over the wall like a jack-off. One slice? One slice came from the whole fucking pie. Bring the whole fucking pie. Make two pies. I'm going to tell you right now, the pumpkin pie filling that comes in a can makes two pies. And it's not like, ooh, spreading that shit out to make two pies. It says, makes two pies. You know, I figured it out why T.O. I'd be pissed off, too. Why he fucking flipped out. Old girl didn't bring no fucking Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Whip. I'm not really big on the Cool Whip. Well, you're a fucking Nazi, so whatever. I am. Uh, Dr. Berman... Uh, who was who is the doctor in this scene uh talks about how she does in fact suspect terry before we cut to terry playing football evil terry <laughs> in the park by at by his apartment with his friends we are then introduced to andrea and her mom who is home visiting from college and has been invited over to the simmons house for thanksgiving dinner that night uh blah 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 uh this is my daughter uh you should bang her you pale psychopath <laughs> Yeah, let's do that. You have a fucking insane, crazy person stare. You're like, you have a face of a goblin and like your (laughs) facial features don't match the size of your head. It looks like if somebody put a fucking bike pump up your ass and just stomped on it a little bit, but didn't get a finish till your head exploded. You look like a rake wearing a wig. (laughs) He's got some fucking goblin teeth, dude. Dude. Spray paint him green, let him go in a fucking pumpkin patch. Yeah. He's got a fucking big dome. He's a weirdy. I don't like him. <laughs> you look like Eric Stoltz in House. Or Mask. Not no House. Mask. Yeah. Old fucking potato grill. <laughs> All right, so moving on. We are now at the dinner, at Thanksgiving dinner, and Maddie announces that she is marrying her boyfriend, Brad, the manager of the fucking condos and apartments here. Terry becomes a little upset before playing it cool while probably planning Brad's violent death. Hmm. And he fakes a small toast and lets his new daddy carve the turkey while mommy gets a phone call. Did you see... So, like... Because I watched this movie four times because, yeah, that's how I do it. So, when he hands Brad the knife, he does this fucking, like... Oh, Gomer Pyle fucking full metal jacket. You know, like, in the very iconic, terrifying scene and on the shitter when he does that, like, death wheeze, like, the... Yeah. Kind of thing. He does that. And I'm like, that is so out of place and terrifying. Terrifying. Well, I mean... <clears throat> You know, he looks like a fucking rake, but... He looks like a ghoulish rake. Yeah, he looks like a half-deflated basketball. But, like, the point is, is, like, he looks crazy. Like, we're fucking calling him a goblin and shit, but, like, he's got fucking nuts on him. Like, it just fucking looks like... You're just like, yeah, he's fucking cooking something. So, gee, I wonder who the killer is in this movie. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, you fucking... It's fucking terrible, by the way. 
Yeah, no, no spoiler. If yeah, you there's no fucking like who done it kind of thing. It's fucking just uh, who done it element might have saved this movie for me. out the gate. Uh, so while all this is going on, uh, Andrea is talking about how all she wants to fucking do at school is party her ass off and play tennis. Those are fucking really weird combinations. Andre Agassi's all about that shit, dude. Well, you know, by the way, and Terry offers to play some tennis with her sometime, much to the dismay of his girlfriend, Karen, who's or, also at the dinner. I don't know what's up with them, Karen. Like, maybe they're on and off. I don't know, because I'm getting some cold reads out of out of their lovelationship. Well, I feel like, and you, you know, you get a little bit of this later, but I feel like Terry's probably not really into getting down with chicks, because he's got a thing for his mommy. Oh, uh, dude, that is a straight-up Oedipus complex. Uh, so... <gasps> complex? Complex. Apartment complex. Oh, shit. It's deep. That's the word of the day! Ah! (laughs) (laughs) So, Andrea mentions that she is babysitting tonight and that Karen and Terry should stop by when Maddie tells Terry that uh, Todd has escaped and the hospital can't find him, but they suspect he's on his way there to fuck some shit. Mom is straight up like, I'll come to the kitchen. All five feet from here. We're going to talk through these wooden shades. These fucking shutters. It's not even like like the the door is fucking hanging open. And these like, well, cut there's little, what are those Venetian blinds? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Fucking. Yeah. It's like, I only know what sconces are. Okay. Like I don't. Yeah. They're light, light fixtures. They hold candles. You fucking hold candles, wall. you sconce. It's what you take. It's what the candle sits in when you take it out. Look, you fucking candelabra. <laughs> Wait. But well, no, I love that. Is it candle bick? We're getting way off base. Yes, yes, we are. <sighs> uh, and then so he comes back to the table. I was like, yeah, my fucking crazy brother escaped. Happy holidays, you piece of shits. Well, at first, <laughs> Terry tells Brad that he's going to get a chance to meet the rest of the family. Yeah, this, I mean... As his psychotic brother has just escaped. He's got a sense of humor about <clears throat> Before it. Before continuing on, like, it's no big deal. I just love that line. He's like, well, Brad, you'll get a chance to meet the rest of the family because my psychotic brother just escaped. After mom was specifically going, don't tell anybody. Just yeah, fucking... keep it on the DL. Yeah, just fucking keep this The less that us. know, the better. <clears throat> hey, man, you know what? Clue number one, Terry's a jerk. Right. Uh, I'm, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, it just dawned on me. Where's dad? Like, what happened to dad? <clears throat> Died in Nam. Sure. Could yeah, be. okay. I don't know. Doing your job for you, movie. So, <laughs> yeah, we don't get a backstory on the dad, do we? Nope. Later on, Terry catches Brad putting the moves on his mom after dinner before going to fix his hair as the doorbell rings and we see Jackie, who is working with Dr. Berman. Oh, the security guard. Waiting just outside the door with a goddamn fucking tranquilizer gun like he's fucking James Bond. What's that gun? Oh. Terry answers the door and Jackie confuses him for Todd. Because you guys look just alike. Before Dr. Berman tells him he's got the wrong twin and does the fucking laziest ID check ever. She literally says, you got the wrong one. You you are Terry, aren't you? Just this amount of exposition they are jamming into this fucking two second window. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Uh, there's the You have the blocking. It's five people on this small porch area and everybody's just hamming it up so hard. The fucking set is too small for people to be chewing on the scenery like this. It is ridiculous. I just love... You are Terry, aren't you? Sure. Yeah, I... Clearly, look at me. Okay, what the fuck is is Jackie even wearing? He's like, I have a business shirt on, and then I'm wearing a fucking sleeveless sweatshirt? I I don't... It's the 80s, man. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry. Mom and Brad run to see what the hell is going on as... Step Brad. Brad. (laughs) As Step Brad, Jackie, and the good doctor... Leave to check the grounds for Todd, leaving Terry and Mom back at home. 
Brad sends them off into the woods to look for Todd, as he says. He's the manager of the condos, and if they need him, he's going to be in his office. Brad goes and gets himself a beer, drinking that old style. Old style? Loads his revolver, and then checks in with Maddie on the phone as we see Terry sneaking up behind him in his office. Terry gets Brad's attention by fucking knocking on the glass before literally just stepping in there. With what? Uh, hacking his beer drinking hand off with a machete, spilling old style everywhere. Disrespectful. <clears throat> before splitting his head in half off screen. I'm calling this death right here right now because I'm not waiting for... No, yeah, do to it wait now. half the fucking movie because yeah. I hate the lazy editing of this movie. Death number two. You can pry this cold one out of my cold dead hands. <laughs> I do like the special effect here. Yeah, dude. Uh, the fucking hand is like moving Chicken around still and fucking crushing the beer can. It's pretty cool, and it's it's bloody. And they linger on him again. They linger on the fucking severed hand. It gets some screen time. They linger on fucking Step Brad with fucking no hand there with a the little fucking stump right. bleeding it out. He's evil dead in it all over his face. Meanwhile, Jackie and Dr. Berman are looking for Todd, and Jackie tries his best to call out to Todd that he has some goodies and will get him high if he comes out from hiding. I, I, it's a little unorthodox, but you do you, man. <laughs> Jackie then takes a quick toke break as Terry comes around the corner with his bloody machete. Hold up, let me catch up with you real quick. All right. All right, and we're back. Terry and Jackie tag team is joint. When Jackie tells him that Dr. Berman doesn't think that Todd actually killed anybody. Way to blow your cover, dipshit. It's yeah. like, hey man, we could just chuff this fucking duber for a little bit, but let me blow my cover and just get hugged with a machete. Terry disagrees with Jackie hard and stabs him in the stomach with his favorite machete just to drive the point home. Drive the point home! Boom, boom. <laughs> Todd then casually strolls off with the fucking joint that he just stole from Jackie, leaving his what fucking jack off. All right, death number three, get high till I die, and it's like the old ancient Chinese proverb. Give a man a toke, and he'll be high for a while. Give a man a joint, and he'll be high for the rest of your life. (laughs) Yuck, 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 and we get a quick cutaway of mom going to town on some leftovers from the kitchen floor. Dude. With yeah. fu- and, and no utensils either, by no. the way. She's just fucking sitting on the floor just eating fucking corn and green beans and shit with her fucking bare hands. With the fridge door open. I think mom, like... <clears throat> I mean, she pays the bills, but... I'm, I'm pretty thing. sure Step Brad. Ex-Step Brad. Yeah. Ex-Step Dead. Ugh, anyway. Probably, he probably gets a banging discount, you know, kind of shit. <laughs> No, mom is disheveled. She checked out a while back at this point. Yeah, she's fucking weird. And this this is where I start to have some problems with this movie, is they keep cutting back to, like, other people doing shit around the same time. The editing fucking blows. Like, I want to hit... As everybody else, and I don't like that. It made it very difficult to write notes on certain scenes it's like they're shoehorn raping a scene in yeah. between this it's like you have no business here like this scene okay i kind of get it it's just to help fucking show moms having a little breakdown but some of the other shit it's just fucking too long and very unnecessary you know what i figured it out just right now they probably had what like lassiter what's her fucking name lorlene lassiter mom yeah, Lu- Louise Lasser. Louise Lasser. They probably had her for two days, so it's like, all right, we're going to second unit all this fucking, you're going to just weird shit like 
drunk cleaning your house and eating things and walking around with your old tits hanging out. Put your fucking shirt on, lady. Nobody wants to see your fucking leather geezer boobs in your fucking shirt. Goddamn fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, they probably had her for two days. And then they're like, well, we shot all this B-roll with her. What do we do? Insert it in the movie. <laughs> like, why do you talk like that? I'm a professional idiot. <laughs> fuck. All right, sorry. Go ahead. All right. So, before Dr. Berman finds Todd, Terry finds her and cuts her ass in half. He's, she's my half-sister, so I cuts the ass in half. All right. Uh, cuts her in half at the waist and leaves her to die in the woods before the camera cuts away to show that Todd has finally made it home. So we actually don't see her death on screen Another yet. one of these. I want to drop a fucking brick on the editor's But, like, we head. get some good shit later at these, like, death scenes, but you don't, like, see it on screen. You just see the gory aftermath. Okay, so... Uh... I have a story for this. So we see Dr. fucking Berman, and she's flopping, and it's so weird. So I got a quick thing. Well, we're not there yet. Oh, we're not? No. Fuck. All right. Hey, so let's go see what mom's doing now or whatever. Yeah. Actually, next we see Terry uh, changing out of his bloody clothes as he licks some of the blood off his fingers and proclaims... What's he say, buddy? It's not cranberry sauce. That's not... And drink. That's not cranberry sauce. Take that, fucking table. Use my hopes and dreams to clean it up. <laughs> Fuck it. Anyway. So uh, Terry cleans up as mom continues her nervous breakdown while she tries to call Brad. And we see that uh, he is all kinds of fucked up. Like, properly propped with this fucking nut right. hand. Like, fucking sitting there. Oh, uh, Mondays. Uh, <laughs> take a little snooze at the office. Terry then heads over to where Andrea is and plays it cool. While Andrea tries to put the moves on him. She's like, hey, you want to get some... I got vodka and... Tomato, tomato juice, juice cranberry, cranberry sauce. juice. Wait, so do we see Miss Doctor Berman yet, or is that not uh, yet? It's coming up. God damn, mm. fuck this pacing. So uh, Karen, meanwhile, is uh, back over at fucking Terry's place, knocking on the door because she doesn't know that he ain't home. And we see that Todd is in the back of that apartment, trying to get in through the back door. Oh, Todd is officially there, and he looks like a wet dog. Yeah, he does. Terry and Todd are night and fucking day. It's the same actor, but I'll give him props, man. He he pulls it off. He really does. So Karen heads around back um, as Todd jumps out and scares her. She makes mistakes him for Terry and thinks that he is high because right. he's being so quiet. Yeah, you're being antisocial and weird. Karen goes on a rant about how much she likes him, and she wants to ride his baloney pony. You get up in that bone zone! But Todd fesses up and admits that he's not Terry. This is a weird conversation for one fucking like, adult, even a young adult, to have to another one. She's like, I really feel like we haven't been connecting. You haven't been answering my letters, and we barely talk on the phone. And I just want to say, Terry, I want you to make love to me. You need to connect your fucking uh, Simmons stick up in my bat cave, you know? <laughs> yes, I would, I would like you to enter my pork steeple. Pork steeple? That's fucking stupid, dude. Pork steeple. I'm adding that to my lexicon. Yeah. All right. Just right up in my squish mitten. Squish mitten. The fucking Alabama hot pocket. <laughs> fucking snot pocket. Fucking. Pretty ding- much any lyric from fucking Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> the ding dong dungeon. Uh, Karen gets the fuck out of there and runs to Artie and Greg. That's right. And they're fucking sitting in their car for fucking no good reason. Because she almost peed her pants. And then she tells him what just happened. Artie then runs off with a baseball bat to find Todd while Karen and Greg stay behind. 
But he doesn't see anybody, so he heads back to his car. And they all decide that the best idea, instead of calling the fucking police, is to wait for Terry, because they're fucking idiots. Yeah. Terry, on the other hand, is still hanging out with Andrea, watching a horror movie. He's like, this is too gory! When she moves in and is interrupted when Julie and Bill get back from their date. This is the time where we've cut back to the fucking, uh... No, we still haven't cut back to the doctor. I... Oh, you sure we didn't skip that one? No, because it's fucking Todd that finds her. I'm sorry. Uh, do, do I get to do my thing? Not yet. Oh, God damn it! Fuck this pacing! Yeah, we're getting there, though. Uh, sorry. So, Terry, on the other hand, is hanging out with fucking Andrea, watching a horror movie when she moves in aggressively, but is interrupted when Julie and Bill get Dude, back the Dude, for real! Consent! It works both ways, lady! Yeah. I mean... Right. What I apologize a... for getting off because I tried to fucking make sense of their fucking editing. It just fucking threw it's me it's all it's rough, man. So the two take off um, and are stopped by the mystery crew hanging out in fucking Artie's car while Julie and Bill fucking stay back at their place. And they all meet up, and Karen informs Terry that Todd is here and he's on the loose. Terry heads off to find him while the gang makes jokes and decides to go to a party at Andrea's place. Terry stops by his mom's place to let her know that Todd is in fact home and on the loose. Mom tells Terry to go find Brad, but we already know that Terry took care of his ass. Dude, yeah, that's her story arc the entire movie. Where's Brad? Brad! And this shit happens really fast. Okay. While she waits for Todd, because that's what she's going to do. I'm just going to wait here for your psychotic, possibly murderous brother. Even though he's really innocent, but they don't know that. He's a huge Insane Clown Posse fan. <laughs> she also tells him not to call the police and to take a sweater with him because it's cold outside. The blue one. The blue one. Hey, Mom, word of advice, you put a fucking sweater on. Nobody wants to see your old tits. Here but- we are now, finally. Meanwhile, Todd is roaming around in the woods and finds Dr. Berman's fucking corpse and tries to put her top and bottom half together like she's a goddamn Lego man, <laughs> but it doesn't work. And this is her fucking... Like, this is when we cut in, she's fucking flopping around before fucking T-O-double-D fucking walks up on her. All right. So, death number four. Doctor, the Dr. Berman holiday diet. Eat whatever you want, and you can drop 90 pounds. So, I got a story about this. Hit me. Um, it's a brother's story. So, how <laughs> she's flopping around. One day, me and my brother were getting really fucking high, and we were going out on the back roads. And, like, you know, uh, right before you were getting ready to hit the bridge kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This dude smoked this fucking golden retriever, which sucks because, you know, majestic, like, Falcor dogs. And this thing's spine is broke, so it's doing, like, this surreal fucking, like, upper torso flop like Dr. Berman. And it's my brother's birthday! Happy birthday, Rob! You dead dog making me look at shit, motherfucker. Alright, we're back. That's the story you wanted to tell? Yeah, because it, it reminded me, like, how she's flopping. Like, Whoa! you can't see me flopping, but... Yeah, it was just like that. It was weird. It's a fucking terrible fucking story. I didn't say it was a good story. I just said a... It, did it need to be fucking sad, though? It's yes. fucking awful. You made me wait like 20 minutes to say that. <laughs> just, you should just kept waiting, homie. Fucking it's a fucking awful fucking story. Why don't you go grab your sweater? Jesus fucking Oh, you know, the best part is I rolled the window down and yelled, Dog killer! And this dude was already like super bent out of shape. Like, I hit this beautiful dog! And then, like, he probably went home and killed himself. Let's stop talking about the fucking dead dog. Like, later on, when fucking somebody gets slapped, I'm not going to fucking pause the episode and fucking be like, this reminds me of the fucking time I used to get fucking beat by my stepdad. No. Fucking don't. God damn. <laughs> what an asshole. Oh. 
All right. Did Terry take the gun? Or- so Todd also finds her gun before running into a little girl in the woods looking for her cat. Todd warns the little girl to go home and lock the door because this is the bad person out tonight. Okay, I took a picture of this gun. Look at that fucking thing. <laughs> that is a cap gun. Somebody fucking spray painted. Yeah. And the paint came off. <laughs> so this little little dialogue he has with the little girl, it's kind of sweet. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're like looking out for people. Yeah. I didn't know that like, you know, um, pay off later on. But anyway. Yep. Yep. 2D, he fucking, he's the man. T-O-W-D. So while this is going on, we have several fucking things taking place Ugh. at once. And this is where the fucking editing gets real confusing. Terry's crew is partying it up at Andrea's place with some tequila and Atari. While at uh, Julie's apartment, she is fucking trying to seduce Bill with something called body liquor. Oh my god, Bill is the big... Bill looks like if a Lego dude fucked a Dr. Seuss character... This dude is like the epitome of boner. Yeah. He's like, Ew. He wouldn't know he's fucking being hit on if you fucking smacked him in the face with your fucking boobs. Right. <laughs> he's like, is this a move? Oh, jeez. You could get in trouble because... Uh, Should no. I touch him? Yeah, it's... it's Bill's fucking very awkward. Awkward as fuck. Julie heads off to slip into something uncomfortable <laughs> while the doorbell rings and Bill goes to answer it, finding Terry on the other end. We hear a scuffle while Julie's getting ready, and she goes to check in on her baby, telling her that she's going to get it a rich daddy. I mean, you got to do you. For for just having a baby, she looks pretty fucking good, man. Where is all the fucking dads in this complex? Complex! (laughs) But seriously, though, like, there's fucking no dads running around. It's fucking just dadless. They all went out to get a pack of cigarettes at the same time and died in a fucking bus accident. That's what it was. They hit a fucking gold retriever and they all feel bad. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> well, she says, come, C-U-M, and get it. Ooh. When she comes back to the living room in her very 80s fucking lingerie number. Yeah, what is that, a teddy? Is that a nighty? No, it's like is it's it a, a nopey? fucking two-piece with a fucking like, see-through robe. It's fucking weird. Is that two-piece? I want to go to Popeye's, man. <laughs> that shit's closed, though. The fucking thing is so far up her ass, she can fucking taste it. I can <laughs> tell you. <laughs> But she doesn't find Bill. What's she find? Well, she goes to answer a knock at the door. She checks the people to see that Bill is on the other side of the door. But when she opens it, all that's there is Bill's severed fucking head hanging from an extension cord. cord! Julie runs back inside where Terry is waiting for her. Death number five. Can't call the bad date because at least Bill got some head. (laughs) I was waiting for you to make a head joke. I like this fucking death. Oh, the special effects are great. You don't see him actually get fucking killed, but that fucking head looks great fucking hanging there in this light. Just fucking dripping blood. It looks legit. Yeah, I like it. Fun fact. A lot. Bill, who just died, is Ed French, the special effects artist of this movie. Is he? And Sleepaway Camp. Yep. He did Sleepaway Camp? Yeah, that's right, because... Cut to the Sleepaway Camp episode. I was like, special effects, Ed French, doodle is about to be, going to be in a movie we're going to do. I think he did Terminator 2 and shit. If I was a better editor, I would have already had that like queued up and just thrown in. Yeah. Well, but I'm not and I'm lazy. Yeah, dude, we're fucking uh, Thanksgiving yeah. hungover, whatever. Yeah. Plus, I'm not fucking giving you the fucking extra, fucking extra ever with your fucking sad stories. I'm going to gonna have to run all note checks by me from now on. Okay. That's awful. Uh, now, across the complex... Was it in my notes? Complex! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's not for sale. 
Francis. I want to do a word of the day. Okay, <laughs> dude, I'm down. I will do it. Every, give me a fucking reason to do my Pee Wee Herman. So Todd is fine. jacking off in that theater. That's what it is. Two D has finally fucking managed to break into his mom's condo and heads to check out Terry's room as he explores the life he could have had with his little baller ass Yoda mask. Yeah. He goes to leave and finds his mom drunk and passed out in the hallway and takes her to her bedroom. She wakes up and Todd pretends to be Terry and tells her they haven't found Todd yet and gives her a kiss before taking off. Man, that ain't a fucking kiss. That's fucking tonsil Todd halfway down his mom's throat in that Oedipus <laughs> complex. Like, go ahead and slap mom on the beaver for you take a sweater out the door. I don't really think he has the Oedipus complex. I think he's just pretending to be Terry so well. Yes. That he's fucking tonguing her a little You bit. look just like him. You look like a wet goblin. <laughs> now come here and touch my wet goblin. <laughs> no, that's an on-the-mouth kiss. I've probably given my mom no on-the-mouth kiss in my entire fucking life because that's weird. What? I got a four-year-old. He kisses me on the mouth. That's different. And he's a boy. You kiss your dogs on the mouth. That's different. You're very Italian when it comes to kissing. I kiss your mom on the mouth. Oh, we're going there? (laughs) We will pause this episode and I will Casey fill your ass in the front yard! (laughs) In front of the neighborhood complex! (laughs) So now back at Party Central, Andrea and Greg are getting busy in her room while Artie and Julie are playing video games. They hear a scream and go to check on Andrea and Greg when they jump out with FX makeup on and scare the shit out of the fucking two of those guys. Dude, that is like some schnooks Halloween section. Glue some cotton balls into your face. Yeah. Uh. So fucking Julie and Arnie say they're going to get the fuck out of there and go to another party, but Greg and Andrea say they're going to stay behind because she wants to play a little tennis. Did we get the titties? Not yet. Okay. Sorry, my notes are all bonkers. Now we get the titties. Oh shit, we got titties! While Andrea is taking a shower to wash off the bloody makeup from earlier. 49 minutes, 27 seconds in. We got a titties! Boobies. We see Terry in the house and he's fucking stalking both of them. While back at his mom, she's having a little bit of a hard time getting fucking hold of Brad because his dad. It has a breakdown his stepdad. with the fucking operator. Oh my god, this is like one of five. It's like, mom, get off the phone. Wait, was she already doing her drunk vacuuming? No, it hasn't happened Okay. Fuck. She fucking, like, it's just all these scenes, pouring the wine fucking and like, overacting. It's just like, I get it, you're drunk, but... So this chick shit, like, uh... Fucking annoying. Real life, she was on some fucking show or something... And then her character had a mental breakdown. But then in real life, like a couple months later, she actually had a mental breakdown. She was on fucking SNL and like wouldn't leave her room. It was a skit. So they had the fucking land shark have to come and get her. <laughs> Dead fucking serious, dude. I love the land shark. Right? I miss that motherfucker. It's fucking so good, dude. I love that. Somebody goes to fucking answer the door and goddamn fucking Jeffy <laughs> Chase, the fucking land shark comes and fucking eats Yes, him. for our, our listeners who aren't 45. <laughs> 45? Fuck, dude. Right, and don't understand good Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Jesus Christ. All right. Now, out of the shower, Andrea and Greg are fucking playing tennis at night for some weird-ass fucking reason. Oh, is this the night tennis part? It's fucking... I don't get, like... I don't get a lot of this movie. That's why I'm just, like, straying off. Why would you want to play tennis at night? Like... Unless you had a glow-in-the-dark ball. But they don't. Yeah, idiots. They don't. 
because of this very next fucking scene. Well, fucking Terry's watching from the dark. Greg hits a fucking wild ball and Andrea goes to fucking fetch it and she can't fucking find it. Why? Because it doesn't glow in the goddamn dark. Because night tennis is stupid. Because sports at night are stupid. What if you have a glow in the dark like Nerf football? No, because somebody's going to get fucking impaled on Whatever, anyway. Unless the equipment glows in the dark, Sports at night are dumb. You just keep mowing all with this because I'm tired of this movie. <laughs> and this is just this dumb editing nightmare. So while she is out of sight, Greg lays down on the tennis court to wait for her till she comes back. Like fucking legit. Why? It's like, how fucking hard did you hit that? How long do you think she's going to be gone for? If you think it's fucking long enough for you to fucking lay down and take a nap, go help her, Greg. I hope you get your fucking stomach slashed. You right. fucking piece of shit. While right. you're naked at a pool. I hope that happens to you. I hope you get chlorine in your dickhole, homie. <laughs> when she finally does, he tries to put the moves on her, but she suggests they go somewhere else. I like how she's been a fucking slut the whole time. She's like, Greg, not out here I on don't a want tennis court where anybody could fucking come and practice their fucking singles matches and see us. I don't want somebody to fucking get the tennis cannon and shoot tennis balls up my pussy. <laughs> uh. Cut back to mom again. Jesus fucking Christ. You know what? Drink. Drink. If mom's drinking, I'm drinking. Fuck this. Should I go get more beers? Do you want to do a shot? I'll bring you one. <laughs> Cut back to mom and she's giving the operator her fucking life story and continues to have a breakdown before getting up and fucking drunkenly vacuuming the fucking... Observer. I've been drunk before a couple times, but I've never been spill your guts to the fucking operator drunk. All right, so next scene, we get Greg and Andrea... Naked on the diving board of the uh, in-house fucking pool that they've got there at the fucking complex. <gasps> complex! <laughs> <laughs> so they got this fucking like indoor fucking in-ground pool as Terry comes fucking crashing in, catching these two fucking slapping bodies, and yells at them to stop because they're being bad, and slices Greg's fucking throat with a machete and tosses his fucking dead ass into the pool to bleed all over the water. And then turns to Andrea and does the same to her. All right, we got death number six. All right, so Terry is just being a shitty lifeguard here. Death number six. Greg got booted from the pool for doing the death uh, breaststroke. <laughs> death number seven. Andrea also got kicked out of the pool for trying to see how big Greg's dinghy was. <laughs> there you go. So now cut to Artie and Karen walking across this, like, bridge walkway having a deep it's a catwalk having a deep discussion about their relationships as terry sneaks up and grabs karen's ankles and scares the shit out of him legit they fucking run off because they think it's fucking 2d double d and uh terry's like oh it's just me you know your buddy terry you're fucking very innocent fucking non-murderous fucking friend terry and they wrestle a little bit like you fucker yeah. you fucker it's like we're cool now truce that's for talking shit about my insane brother wink wink nudge nudge i'm the killer <laughs> Terry then invites Karen back to his house as Artie heads off to his car to leave. But Todd is hiding in the back seat and puts a gun to Artie's head and tells him that he needs to stop Terry and that he is the real killer and walks him back to his brother's place. Jeez, Todd, if you wanted to look innocent, maybe don't hold a motherfucker at gunpoint. Right? So they ring the bell together and Terry answers the door. But Todd pusses out after pointing the gun to Terry's face oh and takes God. off, leaving him and Karen and Artie behind. He's such a saggy, uh, uh, soggy twat. <laughs> soggy goblin. So fucking poor soggy goblin. <laughs> Terry and Artie take off after 2D, 
and Artie finds a like nest of bloody murder weapons. They're murdering tools. That Terry his, was hiding like underneath like a bag. It's his fucking Ted Bunny murder kit. <laughs> and he makes another joke about how the blood isn't cranberry sauce. Jesus Christ! It it, it he says it twice. Yeah. He goes, "That is most certainly not cranberry sauce." <laughs> When Terry says that he sees Todd off in the distance and is already fucking distracted, stabs him in the fucking neck with a carving fork. Yeah, death number eight, fork and A. <laughs> hey, man, I was just working what they're giving me. This movie's my ammo, and yeah, I shot this movie in the foot. Sometimes Whatever. I laugh because they're funny. Sometimes I laugh because they're cheesy. That's a pity. It's the pity fuck of laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> I'll do that peewee shit all night, man. Karen heads out to find where Artie and Terry went. And when Terry comes out of the woods carrying a bloody machete... Oh, yeah. ...and continues to comment to himself that it's not cranberry sauce, when Karen spots him and sees that he's covered in Artie's blood and holding the machete. He casually tells Karen that it's Todd's and that he's killing people all over the complex. Complex! (laughs) (laughs) Your dogs are not happy. Tell me, Cowboy Curtis! You know the king of cartoons was Blackula? Really? Dead fucking serious. That's cool. I know, right? I love the fucking I'm more interested in talking about Pee-wee's Playhouse than I am this fucking movie right now. (laughs) So he tells them that they've got to stop him. Karen says no and that they should call the police. But before they can leave, Terry tells Karen that he loves her before trying to chop her head off with his machete. Rear it up! And then he gets this little goofy goober smile on his face like, I'm gonna get ya! It's like, (laughs) aw, you rascal. You little fucking soggy goblin. And Karen just fucking takes off screaming. Terry chases Karen to Andrea's place where she hides in an outdoor shed where Terry has hidden the body of fucking Jackie. She freaks out and runs out of the closet as fucking Jackie's fucking dead-ass corpse falls on her to find Terry waiting for her on the patio, sitting in a fucking lawn chair with this fucking Artie's fucking body, and he's using it like a puppet. He's marionetting it. Like, fucking touches her, her butt! Ass. Yeah, he fucking gooses <laughs> her ass. <laughs> before she fucking runs off again, and fucking Terry's just, like, tardy talking to Artie. Do you like how she fucking, like, lack, uh, lackadociously kicks him like come on I'm, I'm getting sick of your shit just like a little boot. <laughs> i told you i wanted you to fucking take swipe my v card and now you're fucking being this guy hey man that's foreplay <laughs> karen tries a few of the neighbor's doors but no one's home except the little girl from earlier refuses to let her in no i can't let you in because the guy outside said not to she finds julie's back door is open and heads inside and finds her baby crying she continues to look around as she finds Terry pulling out a fucking machete from fucking Julie's dead body. That was pretty cool. But this is bullshit. Does he have multiple machetes? Is it the same machete? I think he just stabbed the dead body. For a fact. Okay. Yeah. I'm lost in my notes right now. Hold up. She runs off again, only to find Todd outside trying to get in. Oh, yeah, here's his face. <laughs> Stupid little goblin yep. face. I hate it. She fucking freaks out and hides in the baby's room and tries to call the police, but Terry finds her. And it's like fucking slowly getting there and like fucking mocking her that he's going to fucking kill her. When she fucking straight up hits him in the fucking dick with the phone. Yeah. Grabs, grabs the baby and are you in in OFT's out of there. Oh, you know what? Uh, we just blew past it. But there's a scene way back when Bill was dying kind of thing. And Julia's freaking out or Julie, Julia. When she's putting her coat on. Terry oh, yeah. jumps out of the nothingness and just, like, helps her put her coat on. It's like, that dude's a piece of shit, goblin face, little ass cunt. But you know what? 
his mom fucked him right <laughs> to, you know, help ladies put her coat on. Anyway, sorry. So cut back, back to fucking Maddie fucking in her continued fucking downward spiral. Jesus. And she's cleaning the fridge Christ. out now. And while doing so, she finds fucking Terry's bloody clothes from earlier in the fucking garbage trash. You know what it was? She thought it was fucking wine, so she's like wringing it out in a glass, and she's like, that's not cranberry chardonnay. I swear to God, they fucking throw in more filler bullshit with Maddie than an episode of fucking Dragon Ball Z. Next time on Dragon Ball Z, Maddie gets drunk and tries to vacuum the apartment or makes a phone call or something. She heads over to Brad's place and finally gets off her dead ass and fucking does something. Ignorantly bangs on the back door to get his attention, even though this fucking thing is unlocked. Because her next fucking move is to just slide it open. Oh, is that how doors work? And she finds out why fucking Brad hasn't been answering. She's fucking, like, berating him, too. Like, I've been fucking trying to get a hold of you. You're just fucking sitting here listening to the radio. Women's. Fucking hand and some old style on the carpet here. You spilled your, you dropped your hand and you got fucking. And the fucking whole room's, like, covered in blood, too. Right. <laughs> she goes to touch him on the shoulder to see if he's okay because he's not answering. This is pretty slick. Dead ass corpse falls forward, and we see his fucking whole head split apart it's on like, the fucking desk. It's like the thing when fucking old boy's head splits open and starts gobbling up motherfuckers. It's fucking cool. And they, like, fucking linger in on it, dude. Like, fucking full brain. Hey, man. Everything. If you got the fucking effects, you, you showcase them. So Karen, meanwhile, has made it to the pool house and is hiding inside with the baby. And this is not a great fucking hiding spot for... Hold up, I gotta jump back real quick. Alright. I'm gonna take a quick second. So, and I, this is just me being a fucking asshole. So pretty much, we have witnessed Terry hack off Brad's hand early. And we know that Brad is dead. Yes. So, like, what the fuck? Why are you showing us this? We know Brad is dead. We've seen Brad be dead. You're cooking no fucking suspense. How about take the camera, POV... From Maddie, that's point of view for our listeners that don't know the terms. Uh, you know, like follow Maddie into the room, have her put her hand on fucking you know uh, ex Brad's body, spin him around like a Doctor Mixter from fucking Halloween Two. Build a little suspense. Would it fucking kill you? Jesus Christ! I want to bitch slap the fucking teeth out of the editor. Right. I'm sorry, good friend. Continue. Back to this. Karen and the baby are fucking hiding in the pool house, and this is not a great hiding spot for one. Terry's already inside. Two, the walls are fucking 90% fucking windows and completely fucking see-through. And she's not, like, hiding in a corner or behind something. She's just fucking sitting on the side of the pool with this fucking baby. Yeah, but it's got to be warm in there, so that's kind of nice. Terry fucking continues to fuck with her as he's just, like, jumping on the fucking diving board. I love this scene. He's like, wee! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm going to kill you, but wee! I'm a mischievous (laughs) goblin! And she goes to hide the baby in a cabinet of one of the locker rooms. Oh, like Halloween 6? And she tries to hide herself in the fucking steam room, only to fucking find Andrea and Greg's fucking corpse ass. Dun, dun, dun. Fucking naked and fucking just bloody in there. And she decides to fucking hide in one of the stalls. Terry goes in to check the locker room and fucking, I love he fucking, like, knocks on the fucking sauna door. And he's like, hey, you guys still in there? And fucking opens it. And he's like, guys, the sign says not to be naked. Like, and shit like that. He's having fun. This is the this is the part of Terry I actually enjoy in this movie. He's just been a real ghoul the entire movie. But now he's starting to get that kind of charismatic, you know, 80s slasher shit yeah. I like. He's next, getting there. He doesn't fucking run out to go fucking look for Karen or anything. He stops to take a piss at he, the urinal. He's tinkling. Uh, and you know how you know he's the villain? Why? How? He doesn't wash his hands. Ooh, that's dirty. Fucking dirty. 
So he takes a piss before he fucking heads out the room. Karen checks the all clear, but psych! <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Terry has been fucking hiding in the stall next to her. Comes out, takes a little little hunk out of her arm, just a little bit. <laughs> she runs back out to the pool area where Todd is there waiting, and he points a gun at Terry while she fucking hides behind him. He can't fucking do it still, so Karen fucking grabs the gun and tries to shoot Terry, but the fucking gun won't go off. And Terry pushes her out of the way and tries to set Todd up again by handing him the fucking machete and wiping blood on his fucking Does face. Does it again! He says, you've been a bad boy. <laughs> but this time, Todd ain't fucking having none of it. And fucking 2D fucking fights back and they both fall in the pool and have a fucking pool fight. Todd freaks out and Terry fires his ass into the fucking pool and they have a classic Bluth family boy fight! <laughs> Mom now shows up and has been watching the whole time. She points the gun at Terry Shoots him fucking dead. In the gut. Like, several times. First one fucking, in the gut, second one in the eyeball. Yeah. Hits him, I'm pretty sure about four times. While fucking Karen pulls Todd out of the pool. Oh, and the whole time, Mom's hair looks like fucking crinkle fries. Yeah. And fucking Terry falls in fucking dead. She bends down now to comfort Todd while Karen goes to grab the baby. She tells Karen grabs that baby and pieces the fuck out. She's like... Not yet. Oh, sorry, sorry. She tells Todd that it would be just the two of them from now on, that he's a good boy, oh, God. and everything's going to be okay, oh, God. when she calls him Terry and celebrates that Todd is gone. He tells Uh-oh. her that he is actually Todd, do you and do she this exchange? starts to lose it. Thinking that she has killed the good son and saved the evil son by mistake, they both have this little fucking freak out moment. He grabs her up by her scruff, it's like, I'm Todd! I'm Todd. I'm Todd. I'm fucking I'm Todd. I'm Todd, you bitch. I'm Todd. And then she's repeating it back to him. I'm Todd. I'm, I'm Marlo. Before I'm Mar- she fucking puts the gun to her head. What'd she do? blows her fucking brains out while That's Karen not watches. cranberry sauce. And does nothing, by the way, but run off with the baby at this point. Police sirens can then be heard in the distance as Todd is still fucking freaking out. As he overlooks the carnage before the credits begin to roll. And end. Yay! Alright. Oh, you, you go ahead. You start it up. Hey, nachos. You want to see a dead body? Yeah, boy. Alright. So we got 11 deaths total. Not too bad. Two of them off screen. Oh, I don't have a death for mom. Uh, or Terry. You know what? Yeah, fuck it. Um, eh, whatever. They got squatched! <laughs> squatched! There we go. Cop out and we're back. So... Number one, Trojan fan. Trojan fan. Packed in the face with a hatchet. <laughs> Old hatchet face. Number two, step Brad. <laughs> Hand cut off, then head split in half with the machete. Pried out of my cold dead fingers. Jackie, stabbed through the gut with the machete. Getting hot till I die. Dr. Berman, somehow cut in half at the waist. Yeah, he just came full speed and hacked her. Yeah, that the, one's off screen. The Dr. Berman holiday special. Bill, decapitated, again off screen. Cut that fucking Lego hair. Greg, slashed and killed with the machete. Machete. Andrea, slash and kill with the machete. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember how she died, whatever. Already stabbed in the neck with the carving fork. You got forked. Julie, found stabbed in the chest with the machete. Yep. Terry, shot by mom. Yep. And then Maddie, self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. She gave her the old fucking Kurt I like Cobain. how fucking CSI you got all that uh, self-inflicted uh, gun wound <laughs> to the head. Alright, Nachos, what was your favorite kill, buddy? Oh, shit, dude. Fuck, how did I forget this? I thought I was on the up and up. I thought I had my shit. I had my notes ready since Thursday. You know what? You know what? My favorite kill in this movie. 
It's the off-screen Ed French hanging head kill. There you go. Bill? Yeah. I got the same one. Yeah. It's a good effect, man. The head looks pretty fucking legit. Yeah. It's just too cool. The and, head looks legit. And I like how it's like very obviously not like, oh, they're trying to make a piece of rope or anything. It's like fucking an extension cord. It's just you whatever do you what fucking you found do. lying around. I you know, fucking like, love that. Terry's in the back room and he hears the scream and he's just like, <laughs> goblin <laughs> chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one's just fucking good. Uh, if you had a second one, though, which one would you like? Oh, um... The hour and a half I just killed. No, old hatchet face at the beginning. I liked Brad. Brad. Set Brad. Oh, oh, you know what? You're right, man. Step dead. You get a cold dead beer. You get fucking ah. severed hand. Hand capitation. Which fucking gives it the old fucking thing. Fucking motion for a little while. And then later on when his fucking head's found fucking split open. And it lingers on so good. I love that. You're right, man. You're right. All right. You ready for some stuff you should know? Let's do it. Have you prepared any trivia today as well? Uh, I've been periodically dropping it through the episode, pretty okay. much. Well, as we said earlier, this movie was also known by the titles Nightmare at Shadow Woods, which is the name of the fucking apartment complex. Yes. Complex! Oh! <laughs> and Slasher. Slasher. Initially released to theaters as Blood Rage in March 1987, by May, the title was changed to Nightmare at Shadow Woods for further regions. The movie itself was filmed in 1983, but shelved and wasn't released until 1987 for reasons that I could not find hmm. at all. I don't know why. Probably some money or something, or they had to do reshoots. I'm hoping, like, maybe, because I want to get the Arrow Blu-ray version, and I'm hoping, that, like, the commentary can kind of fucking clean, clear that up for me. I hope, buddy. But I am interested to know. Um, producer... Maureen Cantor stepped in to play the role of Dr. Berman when the actress that was originally cast Bitched never showed out. up. Yep. Never showed up. You're right. And this was the film debut of actor Ted Raimi, who cameos early on as the kids selling condoms at the drive-in theater. Raimi was 19 at the time. Do you got any dong bags? <laughs> you got any New Jersey whitefish? <laughs> got any Alabama hot pockets? <laughs> All right, uh, Nachos, what, what's your final thoughts and cuts of this movie? All right, man, so I, I, I did my homework on this a little bit. All right, so I'm going to straight up, straight up ask you, was Terry and Mom fucking? I think that he definitely had a thing for his mom, because anytime he fucking found out that like somebody was stepping in, like there was a, a initial rage build up, and, and, and of course... Like a the, blood rage? <laughs> you get the date at the beginning where he fucking freaks out. The scene where he's fucking seeing Step Brad fucking getting in on her. I, I mean, real talk, so I... But uh, you go ahead. No, 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 you, you finish up. Oedipus Complex. Complex? Oh! <laughs> um, also, the pool scene? We get to see Mom's panties, and I'm not okay with that because I said the word panties. This chick needs to just... Yeah, she's in, like, a robe. She's a fucking dumpster fire, dude. I'm sorry. Ugh, whatever. Oh, she was like Woody Allen's second wife. Fun fact. All right. Um, I swear to God, this fucking film was filmed in four different locations. That's it. <laughs> Patios. The cramp quarters of a fucking, not duplex, but a, what, what are they called? I think they're called complexes? Complex! Oh! <laughs> All right. So there's elements I love about this movie and there's elements I hate about this movie. The plot is your standard uh, slash by numbers 80 movie 
Um, I think if they threw in a proper whodunit element, that really would have helped me with this movie. Or maybe a guy in a mask. I'm kind of a sucker for that. Uh, most of the dialogue and a lot of the characters, easily forgettable, with a few exceptions. The Todd Terry characters, um, one actor playing two different roles, like I said, day and night. And the dude's a fucking ham bone, but he did pretty okay. Like, I didn't buy for a minute. Like, these these were separate characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Wet Goblin and then Giggle Goblin. <laughs> All right, uh, Ed French you know, Bill did a pretty good goddamn job with the, with the gore, you know, cause this is a pretty low budget movie. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, the mom is fucking batshit crazy the entire time and, you know, working on experience cause that chick was fucking crazy kind of shit. Um, and let's not forget the iconic line. Say it with me. That's not cranberry sauce. And we drink. All right. So what's your rating? I give this movie four cans of I believe it's not cranberry sauce out of ten. So for me, the more I see this movie, the more I like it. And I really do. It's got good special effects uh, by Mr. Ed French there. Uh, And I thought a decent killer. Uh, Competent, uh, terrifying, you know. Terrifying. (laughs) It does fall apart in the middle. I even had a fucking hard time during this episode keeping track of my notes because it fucking hops around so much, and I was trying to keep the them. Editing in is order. atrocious. The filler is boring uh, in parts, like you know, especially cutting back to mom fucking losing it a whole bunch, and like them playing fucking like hanging out in the parking lot and then fucking playing video games later. It just doesn't really touch football. Oh shit! Fuck us both for not talking about it when they're doing the tequila shots. Yeah, with lemon. All right, I'm not stepping on your toes. You keep going. So, no, you're right. Like movie, I said, the movie made me feel like a dead golden retriever. I'm just saying. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> so, like I said, there's some boring filler parts, but I think that a lot of that was done to bring the movie closer to the fucking 90-minute mark, which it doesn't even hit there. I think it's like an hour and 22 minutes long. Exactly. Yep. Um, But the ending, I thought was really good, in my opinion, right? You got this fucking mom who comes in and from the fucking viewer's point of view thinks that she's now figured out after finding those fucking bloody clothes in the trash can that Terry is in fact the evil one and she even fucking puts an end to him but you when she Todd? no she you think that she's fucking killing oh, like no, the intentionally only thing killing Terry figured out is how to fucking look at the bottom of a gla- <laughs> bottle of wine sorry so you think that she's figured out that Terry is the killer and is here to save the day when she fucking finally puts an end to him and then just Assumes that she had killed, in fact, Todd because he had changed clothes and she didn't see that. Um, she fucking freaks out and realizes that fucking, oh my god, I fucking killed the good one and fucking saved the bad one and fucking blows her brains out. On paper, like, if you fucking read that in a novel or something like that, like, that's a fucking... Dun, dun, dun. Like a fire at a circus, that is intense. And I just fucking love that ending. I really do. So I thought it was a good one in my opinion. So I rate it seven cranberry sauces out of ten. Alright, so did Terry ever put that blue sweater on? Nah man, he's a rebel. No, he's a, he's a loner, Dottie. A loner. <laughs> uh okay, wait. So that yeah, that's that's all I got. And it wraps up. Oh wait a minute! Blood rage, but I believe you came pre-equipped with a with a game. 
Hey, you want to play a game, motherfucker? Uh, as long as it's not you trying to get me to fucking talk about what movies or, that I jack off to, then yes. What movies you jack off to? Well, fuck. Okay, so I guess I'll go with my game I was going to say for next week. It's called Are You a Dead Golden Retriever? Stop. No, so it's this game. It's called... Fucking stop. <laughs> it's called Is It an Asylum Movie? Or is it a full moon movie? All right. You got right. five of them, right? Well, I got ten of them, but we'll weed it down. All right. I'll just hit the the listeners. So the Asylum um, movie company, they make these mockbusters uh, like Transformers or Transmorphers to Transformers and so forth. Uh, I think they're responsible for Sharknado and shit like that. But they also do their own movies, which is kind of cool. And if you've seen a... All right, now let's shift gears to Full Moon, which is Charlie Band's little house company. So, like, if you've seen Terrorist Trap. Taurus Trap. What did I say? Terrorist? Yeah. Ugh, let me drink more. Or, like, uh, Subspecies. Redo and the Bloodstone. Did they do uh, the Puppet Master movies as well? They did, yes, because Charlie Band has a fucking puppet fetish. Uh-huh. All right. So, we're going to play the game Asylum or... Full Moon. Full Moon. I was doing a dramatic pause. I didn't forget. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to give you a title. You give me a brief summary of what you think the movie's about, and then if it is, in fact, a asylum or full moon. All right. Belly fruit. I will show you a picture. I'm going to go with asylum. All right. And Starring Michael Pena. I think that it is a some sort of musical dance movie about ki- inner city kids on the playground fighting bullying. Close. It's about pregnancy. But look how happy Michael Pena is. Pena? Hey. <laughs> He's fun. I like him. All right. You said asylum? Yeah. Guess what? What? It's asylum. Let's drink. All right. Yay, you did it, buddy. All right. Let me scroll through here real quick. Nazis at the center of the earth. Full moon. And I believe it's about a... <clears throat> you could just say Nazis at the center of the earth. <laughs> I think that it's about a college professor and some students who journey to the center of the earth and find that Nazis have been hiding there in some sort of... Uh, paradise that they discovered and they went to hide there after you know losing world war ii shit fell through okay i like your synapse but you wrong it's an asylum flight Hmm. yeah it's a parody of iron sky not a parody a riff how how do you parody iron sky it's itself as a parody but i get you yeah well it's the exact opposite nazis on the moon to nazis in the middle of the fucking earth all right 100 Ghost Street, The Return of Richard Speck. 100 what? Ghost 100 Street? 100 Ghost Street. Here's a little... I'm, I'm showing him the... Uh, the, like, pictures. Like, right. I'm not a cover bastard. Yeah, I'm not gonna... Um, alright. Definitely Full Moon. And it's, it's just a haunted house. Is what an idiot would say when they're wrong all the goddamn time. No, it's so it's a paranormal activity spoof by Ugh, Asylum. I fucking hate those movies. All right, I'm gonna give you a softball. Me and fucking Marshall. Everybody, dude, found footage movies in in full pretty much suck <clears throat> the dick of life. You can scoop through and find a couple exceptions. All right, so this is yeah, that new Blair Witch was good. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, there's there's always the exception. Right. Go on. I can't show you the fucking it because Dal Graveyard. Wait, you didn't tell me who the last one was. Oh, it's Asylum. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, because it's a it's a mock of a maybe maybe a paradigm. So I was wrong. Yeah, that's all right. It happens to the best of us. <clears throat> all right, so this one is Dal Graveyard. Dal Graveyard. Yeah. Full Moon. Yeah. Obviously. I straight said it. Yeah. And here, uh, just look at the fucking look at that. Yeah. Could you be any full moonier? I fucking double no. dog dare. It's even like a fucking like looks like a fucking World War Two helmet on the one of them. Yeah. <clears throat> the other one's dressed like Genghis Khan. Uh, it, it's Charlie Bannon. So go ahead. Obviously, it's just a fucking. It's like Pet Cemetery, but it's where the fucking kids go to bury their fucking broken toys, and they come back to life because it's on some sort of fucking ancient Indian burial ground, or it's a like cursed land, or some shit. Buddy, it looks so hokey. I didn't even fucking read what it was about, but yeah, yeah, it's exactly what you said. All right, I got another one for you. All right, the Hitchhiker. <laughs> Not the Hitcher. The Hitchhiker. Oh fuck, you got it. All right, all right. Well, gee, what do you think it's about? Um, so actually I want to say that this one is a twist on the Hitcher storyline where the killer actually pitch up, picks up hitchhikers and kills them. So the guy giving the guy or gal giving the ride is the fucking killer and it's an asylum flick. Not even close. It's full moon and it's about a killer car that eats hitchhikers. Seriously? No, I'm just fucking with you. Oh, it's an asylum movie and it's exactly what you thought it'd be. Okay. All right. Last one. Oh, last one? Come on. Let me do a couple more. These are fun. Mandroid. Man and Machine are one. Oh, my God. It stars fucking Marty from Silver Bullet. Look, Corey Haim. Look at that motherfucker. He looks like... Dude, is that... Is that the fucking... Is that Three Finger from a a Wrong Turn? It looks like him. Is that the... Because he's the same dude from a... It's a weird picture. Uh, All right, so Mandroid. I'm going to go with Asylum. And I'm going to say that this uh, gentleman in the wheelchair on the cover here, he's some sort of professor who transfers his mind into an android that he fucking created to, like, fucking fight crime. So, like, a knockoff RoboCop? Yeah. Um, well, I, I didn't read the synapse, but it's full moon. Okay. But whatever, let's... let's. I like how you don't read the synapse. It's fucking your game. I don't know. Like, look at that. I, I, honestly, I'd probably watch your fucking movie. All right. Uh, I'll give you one more. All right. All right. I think that's two on the nose. Let's see. Burr. More on the nose than Dal Graveyard. <laughs> All right, Hell Asylum, starring Joe Estevez. Oh shit! Remember him? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. The world doesn't. Uh, um... He doesn't. He's, uh, is that Emilio's fucking... I think it's Martin Sheen's brother. Yeah. But he it's looks... Like his uncle. Yeah, I don't know the whole lineage. But uh, that. so anyway, alright, so... I'm gonna say this is an Asylum flick. No? No. But what's, uh, give me the plot. So it's Hell Asylum, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to read, do you want to hear the tagline? Yeah. We dare you to make it to the bloody final of this motion picture. That means... Try to watch this movie. You're going to fucking hate yourself. This is some horrible horror type shit right so, here. So, uh, with that tagline, I was going to go with, like, Haunted Asylum, but it's a little bit too, like you said, on the nose. I'm going to go with, it's, like, set up, like, some sort of fucking Running Man game show, and the contestants have to make it through this fucking, like, shit house, fucking terrible fucking place where they're fucking inmates to just run free, and they've just got to survive the night kind of thing. Kind of like Hell Night, um, but for, like, sport. 
I got one for you. Uh, I, I like that. That sounds good. Am I right? Am I wrong? Uh, sure. Yeah, and it's full moon. Okay. Did you ever see that movie Fangoria did called Slashers? Mm-hmm. So it's like these people rent out this um, warehouse or whatever, and it's kind of like a paintball setup, but you have like real masked psychopaths running around. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. I mean, should do that at some point. All right, so that's uh, I'm done playing games with your ass. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> So right. all, was that all right? Was that uh? That was fun. All right. And... I did like slash them or smash them better though. Well, I switch it up, man. Okay, and for fun, with the exception of Greta the Gremlin, which Gremlin would you get hot and heavy with? Why you always gotta make it about sex? It's weird. Because I'm a sexual being. Do you have some sort of complex? Complex. Oh! <laughs> These fucking goblins. <laughs> uh, I go with the electric goblin or the electric gremlin. How's that? All right, uh, explain yourself. Because it'd be a shockingly good time. Where's that in the podcast episode? <laughs> All right, very good, sir. I applaud you. Into this, we drink. All right. Yeah, right, we did so it. So before we fucking sign off, got a couple more things. One, as always, we, put every, we appreciate everybody listening. Um, we've been working out some stuff here. We've been um, working out in general. You can't so, see it, but look at Jeff's look at forearm, dude. Guns, right? Um, so we are going to have uh, a special guest coming up uh, for one of our December episodes. Uh, the Danimal. Oh, is that what we're calling him? Yeah. All right, I like it. We can change it later, but I like it, the Danimal. Danimal um, Lantern. <laughs> we're also I think Danimal. That's we're also still working uh, out the logistics to get uh, the horrible horror boys over here for an episode in time. Uh, so that's going to be really fun. Um, and we're also uh, talking to the guys from another local podcast um, oh. for the Reject Room. Oh, uh, so they got a really fun one. Uh, they just just pick up these fucking crazy topics and just kind of have a fucking like field day with just discussing stuff that um, it, it's. It's not like structured like to do like reviews or anything like that. It's just a couple of guys fucking having a good time. Kind of like a round table kind of shit? Yeah. Oh, cool. It's pretty fun. All right. Uh, so I've checked out a couple episodes. Uh, I, I know the guys personally. I, I uh, you know, kind of grew up with them like in the in the high school days, uh, and they're really fun. So we've been talking about getting on with them. So uh, we're going to do that and then kind of tell them, like, hey, if there's a movie you guys want to do, fucking come and join us. So More the merrier, man. Right? I'm <clears throat> always about getting them people in here. Hopefully it's a good movie. So... <laughs> They're all good. Oh, uh, yeah. Except yeah, Don't Go in the Woods Alone. Yeah. Which one? Okay, so which one do you hate more? Don't Go in the Woods Alone or this movie? Oh, uh, Don't Go in the Woods Alone. Yeah, it sucks. It fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> These tiny hands are the best. So, stop playing with your toys. Man, fuck your face. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, again, thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter well, and yeah. Facebook at Here Comes Spooky. Uh, at Instagram at here comes the spooky. You can email us at here comes the spooky at gmail.com. Nice, you want to say? Yeah, drop us you a line. Got something bad you want to say? Got some suggestions? Something that you want to fucking hear us do? Maybe I don't twerk my nipples before each episode. Let us fucking know. It's a power move. We'd love to fucking hear from you. You know, if you got anything you'd like to fucking do, let us know. We we'd want to, We just want to hear from anybody. Yeah, because uh, we don't. Yeah, anything Keep you like it, you hate Tell it. us we suck. Yeah. Tell us what you want to hear us do better. Tell me my fucking mustache looks like it's bad. It does. Thank you. It fucking looks like a fucking caterpillar died across your fucking nose. Fucking take your ass to Cincinnati. (laughs) Eat some garbage-ass Skyline chili and go shit on your back. (laughs) So, uh, and then also, if you're listening, you can find us 
uh, on iTunes. You can fucking find us on Stitcher, Stitcher Podbean, Podbean, fucking Spotify, Pie, Spotify. Google, Google Play Music. Anywhere you fucking listen to a podcast, iTunes. you can fucking find us. Any of those apps, I'll we're on there. I'll make you some fucking mixtapes, Check dude. us out. We really appreciate it. Uh, next week, or we're not going to drop a hint. We are actually going to do our very first... Is it E or O? E. Okay. Spooky, Spooky Vision! Vision, 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 vision. Uh, we're, we're actually going to do a live episode. We are going to be... I mean, obviously they're live, but actually what we're going to do is if Friday the 13th is coming up, it's the last Friday the 13th of the year. I wonder what movie we're going to watch. So, brought to you in Spooky Vision, we are fucking going to watch Friday the 13th. Bring your water wings, bitch, because we're going to Camp Crystal Lake, and I hope you know how to... So, this is essentially uh, a watch-along episode. Uh, We'll cue it up, let you know where we're going to start. We're going to start the episode like normal, give you some tidbits, a couple of talking points about some news that's going on in the world and things like that before we move on, and we're just going to fucking have the video play in the background while we talk about it. Just fucking have some commentary. We're excited. We're big Friday the 13th fans. Fucking Nacho's his fucking favorite fucking I ain't even doing notes. Also. Oh, so it's like every episode then. Yeah. Hey, now. Hey, now. (laughs) I might eat the fucking whole eighth of shrooms. I don't know. Please do. Okay. For our (laughs) legal listeners. No, man. I'm going to be talking about Jason X and shit. I don't. Well. No, we'll get to that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, all right. right, well, that's all I got. You got anything else to add? Yeah, I want these motherfuckers out in Radio Land to know. Keep it spooky! Yo, motherfuckers. All right, bye, guys. Deuces.